two ends? Two ends falling in love? Well, you see, you see folks, when, when you're falling in love in an inn, you're, you're going to have to spell things a little differently. For instance, in. You'll spell it with two ends instead of one, because it's really where the whole concept of the movie came from. Yep. Also, this introduction has been brought to you by New Zealand's Tourism Board. New Zealand. Nature's Australia. Welcome to another Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. Uh, no. Start, start again. <laughs> no, I was going to try to do it. No, you're stuck with no, it. No, you no, are. No, I'm going to start again. Welcome to another Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. I am Kelly McCrillis. As always, is my co-host with me. Is he with me? I'm with you. I'm Ryan <laughs> Graves. So I had this dream last night. I want to tell you about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go on, yes. darling. Yes. <laughs> I mm. was dreaming that I was in some kind of coffee shop. Very interesting. And it was also an ice cream shop. Ah, it was like an many, ice cream coffee shop. How many shop. flavors? It was like 31 flavors, mm, mm-hmm. but it wasn't uh, Baskin Robbins. Mm. So that was the weird part. Off brand. Yeah. But I was definitely in... New Zealand. Oh, wait, was this pre or post movie watch? Post movie watch. Okay, okay, okay. So I dreamt that I was in this New Zealand coffee shop slash ice cream shop. Uh-huh. And the barista there was, well, he was kind of friendly. He was kind of taking care of us, but also half ignoring us the mm, time. Okay. So he's he like, like, I'll get to you of, in a second, honey. Yeah. Okay. And like, then this like group of people came in and they're all like New Zealand Maori stuff, raw raw raw, and I was like, wait, oh, like okay. they were doing a haka? Uh, no, but you know, because like, they the, were the they kids? were locals and okay. we were like, you know, clearly tourists. Tourists, yeah, tourists, tourists. Um, hold on, I I can get my New Zealand accent when I impersonate the bad bitch. Oh, Rika, Hunter, yes. Oh, that's Echo. I'm Omega. If you guys have seen the bad bitch, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the coffee shop this this group of locals come in they get their order and i was like hey you know it's cool man but i was up next and they're like whatever man you'll get your turn and i like freaked out i'm like you know what it is my turn why don't you guys go back and they're like oh really why don't you go back to the united states and i was like oh man the service here is not good and the barista's like hey chill out man it's cool i'm like yeah i guess so you're right and then i woke up whoa what a <laughs> bad story <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a bad story, but it was a good dream. Why? Because it was indicative of my experience of the movie that I watched. Oh, okay, okay. Right, also, is... also coloring this is that I've been watching so much Bluey that I have so much like Australian accent in my head. Okay. Anytime Wait, I dream, did we confirm that Bluey was Australian or it's is Australian? It... Okay, yeah, it's not New Zealand, right? Okay, but you know they're they're cousins, they're they're neighbors. Okay. Oh. I don't know. They seem to pretty much hate Australians <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, or I'm, that one Australian. I'm guessing lady. it's like how Oregonians hate California because we should. Oh, oh shit! Damn. Sorry, called out. Shots Ryan. Most of our er, our viewership is from California. Stop moving here. Okay, hold on. No, I'm this. Ryan does not speak for this entire podcast. I do. I'm not. No, <laughs> I. I mean, here's the thing. I'm from California. It can go the other way. You can move back to California, Kelly. Why don't you move back? What? No, I'm don't a, move back. I'm I don't part, want you to leave. I, I, 
I thought you liked recording with me. Uh, yeah, I do. Don't move. Okay. So, yes, part of the problem is is that especially before in the before times before we got super super expensive Californians made a lot more money than us would move up here be able to buy things and had a, a bunch more money and basically we, California we <laughs> California is Chandler Bing and we're Joey Tribbiani we're yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Look, we're cool at the same time though Joey Tribbiani wants to be Joey Tribbiani and I think Oregonians want to be Oregonians yeah you know what I mean yeah that's true good point oh hey nice <laughs> yeah so uh, the dream was uh-huh. indicative of of my movie experience, which the movie this this month, this week, this day, this night was falling in I double N I double N love as in what like, a pun falling in love with you. I'm surprised that song wasn't in this movie. With how many songs were so absolutely on the nose in this film yeah they got some like some pretty popular pop songs like whoa nice budget boys yeah there was that song remember the moment we'll get to it folks well i just want to preface it here the um the moment where they're texting back and forth to each other for like an extended sequence after they had a fight (laughs) the song was like i'm confused and i don't know what to say there's feelings of love. Should I just walk away? And I'm Maybe texting I this girl you. who I just met probably three days ago. I was driving a truck and then a suitcase <laughs> hit my truck and, and there's a goat here. And just to let you know, the theme of the movies in this song for the moment, baby, is Ben Bridge. In love with you. <laughs> tell me a story, Ryan. Tell me a story, Turk. Let me tell you a story about love, D'Artagnan. I ask you about love. Probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter, and not very good at telling stories. That's the end. What do you mean, that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. Falling in Love stars the pretty lovely Christina Milian, pop star of the arts. Was Christina Milian of Cheetah Girls? Um... <laughs> you said she was a pop star. What is she? I don't, I don't she know from? which pop... Uh, I'm going here on. I'm going to look it up. 2000 years later. Okay, Christina Milian. Okay. Christina Milian born in New Jersey, um but ra- but raised in Maryland. Signed a contract Murder Records, uh <laughs> AMPM when you look at me, singles charts about time whatever you want. Christina Milian, Christina Milian, Christina Milian. I'm looking for associated acts. Why are you looking for the Cheetah Girls? Cool like, why Dre. do you think she's so associated with the Cheetah Girls? I don't she's know. Not Lil a... Wayne, Ja Rule. No, yeah, she's just a some... solo artist. She's just a regular run of the mill. She's just pop a regular artist. Joe Pop just artist. Just a regular. She's nothing From special. From New Jersey. She collaborated with Lil Wayne. It's no big deal. So she's no longer a pop star. So she's starring in this Netflix Lifetime Holiday Hallmark movie. Yeah, Christina Milian may not be a pop star, but in her other Netflix movie, which I did watch a trailer of before this, which is, I, I don't remember the title, but it's um, me and Jay Farrow used to date. Now I'm singing at his wedding. So she's bringing the Mariah Carey uh, heat. Not Mariah Carey. Um, no, she was an actress too. Remember Honey thing? No, 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 no. Uh, Who am I thinking of, though, that sings in all of the movies? She's like, she was in Princess Diaries. J-Lo. No. J-Lo sings in her movies. She was in Saved, Princess Diaries. Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. She's kind of Mandy Moore in it. That's right. She's got some Mandy Moore energy. I'm I'm into it. I dig it. So So, genuinely, really like Christina Milian's 
persona here. I think in the movie. Yeah, I, I think acting is up and down, but I, I like her. Okay, here, yeah. I b- before we talk about this movie and its story and the uh-huh. things we loved about it, I do want to say that I think that the actors in this film, especially the the um, Kiwi and or Australian actors, because there's some of these actors, namely Adam Demos, Demos, Stamos, John Stamos, Adam Stamos um, is from Australia. So, but I. Every single person who is based in New Zealand in this film, I really, I really like w- what you're bringing to the table. Personally, I just want to say that up front before mm-hmm. I say anything else about this film. Okay. Now let's talk about the story. So Christina Milian is a tech executive in San Francisco. Tech executive. Tech executive. Nice. If she's a Texas executive, she would be a tech ex tech tech executive. And if she was formerly doing that, she'd be an exec. Ex tech executive. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, now, if she was also a sex worker, she stop. Be- <laughs> um, but she she works in not in tech. She works in um, design. Basically, she's trying to. She was working in eco. Yeah. Design. It's more basically. like um, not like not corporate tech, but like big policy tech kind it's of stuff. It's not tech at all. It's but she, she's, you know, she's working at like a a firm that does um like real estate and landscape or not landscaping but like design but of houses. She, yeah, I thought she wanted like futurist stuff going on with the houses and things like that. No, with she's, how they're designed. She's she's literally working for like um an eco housing design company. That's what I mean. Eco okay. is tech, you know. Tech is eco. No, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I, I read the news. Say, say that to the lithium in my battery. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, oh, my bros, my brosives, I've, I've got this really cool pitch for you. And they're like, ha, 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 we're white bros. We're not going to listen to you, lady. Okay, this part. So I said, well, hey, I'm not paying those taxes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Half dates. 10.30. T.S., didn't you check Slack? Is it a change of schedule, bumping your pitch to next week? <laughs> Chad, I've, I've had a triple shot latte. I'm amped. I'm ready to blow minds with affordable, 100% solar-powered green housing. Kyle had a killer one-liner board Skype in and hear it, and Kyle's dad's one of our big investors, so my hands are tied. But my finished pitch has the cost savings. Yeah, our investors look, next are asking... Week. I promise. And uh, stay amped. Diaz, loving the enthusiasm. Yeah? Hey, Chad here. <laughs> this part, I mean, there's many parts in this film, but we have basically this guy who's running this company, um, which is like an eco-friendly company, and he walks in, and the the way to make him a bad guy is to say, and then I said, oh, I'm not going to pay taxes. <laughs> and it's like, that doesn't compute here. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so she doesn't get to do her pitch and then she's like goes to yoga with her friend and complains about it and, and uh, the the yoga class. I'm going to ask Robin, you I'm going to ask you this because because your wife is a yoga instructor. So my why my wife Robin taught yoga for many many years and has been teaching until just recently cuz she got too pregnant. <laughs> um good job. Robin, on, can we just, like, you taught yoga yeah. the entire time you were pregnant. <laughs> I am so it. impressed with you. Love it. But um, the they're talking during this yoga class back and forth, and they're trying to do a Marvelous Miss Maisel thing because they, like, her and her friend talk during a workout class in that show, and it's fun and funny, but it's loud, and you can talk in this class, right? And in this class, it's 
you I, Ryan, have you ever been to yoga? I went to yoga when it was a PE class. Oh, that's when you hurt your back. Yes. Yes. And Robin's like, well, you were doing it wrong. I'm like, no, I was doing it right. My teacher was doing it wrong. And then Robin still thinks I'm wrong. So. Well, I don't think so. I think she just wants to like reintroduce you to the possibility. I'm just too, tra- too traumatized. That's fine. Too traumatized. That's fine. But, and, and you would be in this class as well, because basically what happens is they're talking and the very intense yoga instructor, which very few of those exist. I'm sorry. Like if you've ever met a yoga instructor or gone to a, a yoga class, you're not going to meet this instructor who's like, like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? I, I just... <laughs> Just like how we But had... also you wouldn't talk in a yoga class because that's not how like if you're going to do this particular kind of Americanized Maybe it's uh, hot yoga, but instead of it being like really warm in there, it's just really hostile. Yeah, very hostile. Maybe we didn't hostile read it. Yoga. They didn't put up any signs. Anyway, so they get they do a yoga class and then she meets up with her boyfriend, Dean, which I'm already against because you know how I feel about Dean. I really hate that guy. He didn't do anything. He's here. He's breathing. That's enough. There's this great cut where we're first introduced to Dean from a distance with they're out like at a dinner and her and Dean are sitting at the table and she's talking, but he's on his phone. But it immediately cuts from that and he's no longer on his phone and he's like leaning forward and talking to her. But just like immediately it's like, come on, guys, like this is filmmaking 101 here. But he doesn't let her eat good food. He makes her eat a salad, then talks about himself and then says he doesn't. And he says he doesn't want to move in with her. And then she's like, I still like him, though. <laughs> I just oh man um so, but so far she's pretty likable in this she film. is likable so far she's surrounded by manichaean evil spirits just yeah. the worst people yeah like very much caricatures of bad boyfriend bad boss her friend best is, friend that is sounding board best friend that is sounding board but is also apparently going through her own struggles but that we, we only get for like a second focus on and we must impress upon filmmakers you guys Notting Hill, <laughs> give your other characters lives. Do not make them types because they will just be boring on screen. They're nothing. Make them characters. And and we get early on that she's got this email from New Zealand. I don't know how she got this email. It's she just, was just, just surfing some junk the web. mail. Just yeah, some, some junk, junk mail, mail, but it's like win a free inn in New Zealand. Which is based on a real story where someone was like, it was an essay contest to win. I don't know if it was an in, but it was win some business. Mm-hmm. If you wrote an essay, they were going to give it away. Right. Plus a small entrance fee. Yeah, a small entrance fee. And the small entrance fee ends up being kind of the scam to get her to give this person money. And she act, but it's not really that much of a scam. It's just false advertising because basically she wins this house for this small entrance fee. It's an inn in New Zealand. Well, but we, she enters the, the, the thing because she, she breaks up with her boyfriend and she loses her job. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get wine drunk and whatever. I'm going to write this essay drunk. It's like, good job that you won this essay contest piss drunk because I can't do, I can't even pour a bowl of cereal piss drunk. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not only that, well, I mean, you know what the... Right drunk, get it sober. But there was no editing. No. She enters this contest and wakes up the next morning with a spatula in her hand and a credit card and is like, what did I do? (laughs) It's like... I've never held on to something like that when I've been drunk. My credit card, I would never hold on to that. But she um, she won, she finds out. Uh, oh, and she broke up with her boyfriend because he didn't want to move. No, yeah, you said that. I, f- I, feel like, I feel like this just happened to me where I did fall asleep with something in my hand. And I mean, it I had fallen... to do with having a baby and being sure. like 
super baby exhausted. Sure. But what? But she doesn't have a baby. It wasn't with your baby, was it? You weren't no. holding your baby? <laughs> I think every parent... Every is, parent's done this. Every parent's like, never fall asleep with your baby. Psst. We've all fallen asleep with our baby. <laughs> <laughs> so no judgment, parents. No, none at all. Not from here. Not from us. Not from these two. <laughs> no, no. Who's got four thumbs and probably is going to fall asleep with their babies? These, these guys. guys. Um, so she she wins. To the, the, the next morning. I and think. she's like, oh my God, I got to go to New Zealand and get this in, I guess. <laughs> I've never won anything, let alone the next morning. Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> but uh, she goes to New Zealand. And this is where the character change happens for her, for me. I think she becomes a horrible bad person. Horrible is a strong word, but <laughs> oh my gosh, the character shift. Uh, she is unpleasant. Y- y- yeah. Yeah, I can't defend she, it. She's. She's like every American character on Doctor Who. She's like, wh- why Why do we let these people leave our country? So she goes to New Zealand and she's like, I have to take a bus. Three buses. Yeah, she tells her friend, I'm going to take three buses. And she gets there and she is completely unprepared to tra- traveling to a place where you're not able to completely anticipate the terrain in any way. She's wearing heels and... I know, I know. I'm a guy. I'm not used to it. I no, don't no, have no, kind no. Of but work still, experience. these are really high heels. And if you're going, like, come on, do some research. She's literally on the online all the time. You can at least know what this place right. is like. But, but bring some travel fair, shoes. To be fair, to be fair, something I get yelled at by my wife, probably once a month. I say, "Are you sure you want to wear those?" And she looks at me with these eyes that are basically like, "Are you kidding me? Go home." Yeah, but at the same time, I know your wife. I've traveled with your wife. Your wife wears flats. A lot of the times when she travels. Yes, but she also wears heels at times where I just don't understand why. Sure, that's fine. And, and that's what that's what's happening here. She's wearing yeah. heels at a time where I don't understand why. But also, like my wife, maybe you do have a reason. Sure, whatever. I'm I, I'm fine with that. But she sets down her backpack, which or not her backpack, her her really trendy looking suitcase, suitcase, and it rolls down the hill, and she doesn't even realize it. And then she hears it get hit by a truck. Now, my first question, Ryan. What was he doing aiming for her <laughs> suitcase? Because as the camera cuts back to the truck that has like demolished her suitcase, well, actually it hasn't. It's fine. I don't know how that happened, but it's on the side of the road. So he must have been driving on the side of the road drunk or <laughs> or he sees it and he tries to protect it from going over the cliff. But regardless. No, no. It's actually secret option number three where he sees Christina Milian. He sees the suitcase and he's like, oh, meet cute. And he drives <laughs> into the suitcase so that he right. has an excuse to meet her. He's got an excuse to touch her undies. Oh. Because basically what happens is he gets out and he's the most charming human being in the entire world. His name's Jake. He's played by Adam Demos. And who boy, ladies and gentlemen, do we have a dead ringer for hottest person on this podcast ever? Oh, well, okay. I, I wasn't going to say so. It's not, it's... not. I mean, okay, maybe he's not the most hot, but he is the most New Zealand John Krasinski. Oh, yeah. And he's also charming and nice, and he, like, offers her to, like, take her around, and she's like, stop mansplaining to me, (laughs) and, like, I can take care of myself, and he's like, okay, I was just offering you a ride. He comes onto the scene, he's like, hi, I'm being objectively charming, and she's like, no! Yeah, she's like, I hate you, leave me alone, I hate you! So, (laughs) let's break it down for our viewers of what's happening. The filmmakers are trying to create conflict, 
There's no reason for it. There's no reason, especially for this person who we've seen up until this point take a lot of shit from a couple different people where it's like her boyfriend's an ass and she's like, um, I'm going to be patient with this. And her boss is an ass and she doesn't lash out. She like stands up for what she believes in. Totally reasonable person. She demolishes her her backpack she doesn't know where she is and, and it's a her friendly, fault a friendly she tr- like yeah. blames the truck driver it's like lady you <laughs> it was your suitcase you let it roll away he yeah. was just trying his best no, to at, be a good at, fella at one and at one point in time she's like i'll pay for the damage to your truck and it's like what what are you talking <laughs> about and so he, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna slam pause okay and i'm gonna say i don't want us to come off too Grinchy against this movie because there does need to be a standardization of how we treat this movie. And I okay, think we so both... you want to compare it to other Netflix films? No, not we necess- can do that. Not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. But I do want to say, like my dream that I had. I want to before we keep going. I, I do want to get into the overall reaction first. Okay. Because I don't want our instantaneous reactions to color what people think we think of the movie so i want to get that out in the okay open. yeah throw throw yours out there then so like my dream i went to this coffee shop i was hoping to get good coffee and maybe some ice cream and what i got was some bad service and coffee yes and cutsies and someone cut and yes i got my coffee but i i really did not have a good time getting it sure that's how i felt about this movie it's not it's not that it's so bad it's just Nothing really added up to a good experience. It's just kind of like you got a movie that's trying to be a low stakes, feel good rom com, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really have the competency to have a decent enough script. I'm not looking for Notting Hill. No. I'm just looking for While You Were Sleeping, where it's yeah. just like flimsy plot, but good warmth, whatever, nice acting. I, and I would even say that. As as far as a flimsy plot is concerned, at least you bring up while you were sleeping, but at least there's like interest to that. that like, yes. It's it's something that would be really bizarre if it happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. So and this this movie isn't that. Yeah, so it's it's I don't in my rankings, not the worst rom com of them all. I still think Kissing Booth and Love Waiting Repeat are way worse than this. But well, it's just, I okay. But that's where you would land. But it's just kind of like <laughs> This movie is like, whatever. I, I didn't have an actively bad time, but I also didn't have a good time. Mm-hmm. I had a nothing time where it's just like, whatever. I, and it's it's like when you're traveling in some town and you just need coffee because you haven't had coffee and you've been driving for four hours. And you finally see an espresso sign, so you go in, but the service is really bad and the coffee tastes horrible. But you got your espresso. So. I, I, I think every single place that I've ever been to that... Um, like advertises espresso, especially on the outside, <laughs> is usually bad coffee. Gross, right? Yeah, it's an acquired taste that I just acquired. I spent ninety minutes not eating pine needles, but you know, it's... have you ever done that? No, and I'm just saying, there's much worse ways I can spend ninety minutes. Okay. but it was what it was. Mm, can I talk? Yeah, about my feelings. Towards Tell me this? about your feelings. I think this is definitely the worst Netflix rom-com that we've seen. Oh, okay. You know, I, I, fair, fair to have I, such an opinion. On balance, if this had been written a little bit better, and I, I hate to say this, um, if we'd had maybe a different lead actor, 
I, I just don't... The hot guy? The one that you were just saying no, no. is the hottest man in no, the no, world? No, I actually think he's really good. I'm talking about Christina Milian. Oh, I love her. I, I, I really like her in this movie. I That's fine. Uh, I think the writing is bad. I think the direction did not help her. And right. And I don't... I Here's the thing. I don't know if it's... Her, I wouldn't say lay the blame on her. She had but, nothing to work with. Sure. That's true. I don't... But I still do not like what she did with it. Yeah, and I—that's nothing against her. I've, I'm sure we'll watch something maybe one day that I like mm-hmm. her role in. Um, but it wasn't for me in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was especially the writing, especially the direction, which is no excuse because this is directed by the director of *Cruel Intentions*. Yeah, which I—I I mean, say what you want about *Cruel Intentions*, it is well directed. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how this movie got made. I'm pretty sure it was for the New Zealand Tourism Board <laughs> because um, every New Zealander in this, and I will name them off, <clears throat> Norm, Jake, Hannah, Shelley, Peter, and Anaki, and they're all amazing, and I love them all. I think they're all good actors. And You know, when the movie is really bad, you do a lot of research on it. It's very, it's very strange. No, no, it's not that I did research. It's just I took notes. Uh, that's what I mean. Is that you get really invested in the viewing experience? I want. You... I, I have a lot of notes about what I liked about this movie. In okay. Okay. Um, but for me, it was almost laughably bad. Right. I thought the kissing booth was irredeemably bad. That nothing about it could have been rescued. I think this movie could have been rescued. The plot was enough. To sustain something, sure. If they had some kind of rewrite, some kind of new director like, come in, bring in something fresh to it, it could have been good. What you ha- what you have here is kind of a money pit situation, right? Yeah, um, which they even reference in the film. Yeah, but what you what you don't necessarily have because Money Pit's not a good movie. It's funny. There's definitely some funny parts, but what redeems it is Tom Hanks. Yeah, because Tom Hanks is funny and charming, and I'll watch him do anything for an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think there were moments that you could have beefed this up and made it a little bit, a little bit more substantial. Um, and we'll talk about those. Yeah, because with Kissing Booth, I'm like, I don't even know where you're going with the scene. I don't know what your intent is. Whereas this movie, I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. It's just not working. I'm sorry. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like Robin, the whole time was like, oh, I've seen this almost exact movie on. Hallmark, uh, like when we were visiting like family and somebody's watching yeah. Hallmark, like a bunch. And this has a little bit more money behind it than yeah. your standard Hallmark film. Yeah. So this is produced by Mar Vista and they regularly produce Hallmark movies. Did you notice when the Mar Vista logo came up? Um, it was like the Mar Vista logo was up and then immediately we were into the movie. <laughs> like, we rewound uh, it no, no and watched that like three times. <laughs> but yeah, they their bread and butter, Mar Vista as a production company, mm-hmm. is selling films to Hallmark. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you and I have mutual friends who have worked on, on Mar Vista productions. Yes, we do. So that's just kind of their thing. And I think mileage varies on quality. As far as quality is concerned, this movie had a lot of intent behind its writing. Like um, when she sees the New Zealand, like when she sees what she's won, or maybe she's watching the video about like the inn that she could win. They're like, New Zealand, New Zealand, your dream life awaits you in New Zealand. Imagine yourself as the owner of this idyllic, charming inn located in New Zealand. And the price? Free. 
Just a 400-word essay on why you deserve this lovely treasure. Oh. Along with a small entrance fee. And your dream life awaits you in New Zealand. New Zealand. Come check out New Zealand. <laughs> Come to New Zealand and you will have New, New Zealand. Zealand. <laughs> and they said it five times just in that one thing and Robin and I were like oh are you doing this on purpose and we were waiting for it to cut away to her and it does for a second and we kept waiting for them to just say New Zealand (laughs) but they never did and it's like this movie is so unaware of what makes it funny it was I had it I I didn't have headphones on this time so Sarah was just kind of watching alongside me and she's like what the fuck are you watching (laughs) and it was doing that New Zealand bit and Uh I was like New Zealand come for the hobbits stay for the hobbits (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, like and because that's a commercial that's going around right now yeah and but that commercial is 10 times better than this commercial yeah um and the other thing that they're pushing besides new zealand in this film which i'm all for make make a movie that's about new zealand at the I'm, very I'm, least i'm all for this at the very least it's got that element yeah, where they yeah. go to new zealand it would have been so much worse it's like you want an inn in los angeles it's like ah yeah this at least took me away yeah it, may, it helped me escape the other thing is it's really pushing like eco-centric, uh, environmentally friendly construction, yeah. basically. It's like gray water, solar panels, and never have I ever watched something that I agreed with more <laughs> that gave me such a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> because the amount of times that they like turned to camera and were like, Pepsi, it's good for your teeth, is like... Like, I'm like, yeah, no crap, guys. I love all of, uh, like, yes, I would love to, I'm, I want to build my own house and I want to, like, I've already worked out the gray water system. I love all this, but I hated being talked down to like this. Well, I hated the, like, like they set up the boxes so that you could see that the boxes themselves said gray water and it had like a big recycling thing on it. It's like, that's not what that would look like. This is bad filmmaking. Well, it's like if you were, when you're volunteering for the Bernie Sanders campaign, they're like, hey, have a Bernie Frisbee. And you're like. Thanks, man. It's like uh, I appreciate it, but like I don't need all this Bernie swag. Like I, I really support you. And it's you, more but... more so that this is like there are frisbees out there. People make frisbees for a living. We don't need more plastic made. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, but, but this bro. is not what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, but anyway. Um, yeah. So I'm glad we got that off of our chest. Let's talk about the film. Yeah, because if you had fun at the movies. At this movie. More power to you. Yeah. Because Cause the movie does just I want to live in this town. Yeah. Like this movie, movie really wanted me to, made me want to live in this the town. The movie wants to be enjoyed and I can see what it, like I said, I can see what it's going for. It did not, it did not settle in my stomach. It just passed right through me. Let's just say that. Okay. So she gets <laughs> the end and she has this run in with this hot guy who's objectively a very nice man. And yeah. she's like, the script says I have to be mad at you. So that's my motivation. Yeah. And so she's mad at him for a bit, but then she meets uh, Peter and Anaki who are a husband, husband couple that own a coffee shop. And they're like the most real couple in this film. Yeah. At first I was like, don't do the cliche thing. And it's like, they veer towards that. And it's like, no, I, no, I kind of like these guys. Yeah, I like these guys I like a lot. These guys. Yeah, because I was like, I would go to this coffee shop 24-7 with these guys. Because that's why this isn't the worst one. Because I, I would say in worst movies, we haven't ne- necessarily seen it, but in worst characterizations, they would just be reduced to gay best friends. And they're well, not, not even gay best friends. They would just be like, well, here's the problem. These are all ancillary characters that are 
pushed to the background, yeah. I think at least these people feel like they have a life outside this movie. Right. Right, and so I appreciated that, and yeah. they they did it pretty efficiently. So okay, you can you can do some yeah. things right, and then so she meets other people around the town after she sees that the the inn is broken down and busted. Um, she it's, breaks it more. There's, there's so there's, much telegraphing where she's like looking at the picture, like right in front of the camera, in front of the view, and she's looking at the picture. It's the beautiful inn. Then she pulls it away from the camera, and it's disgusting. It's like, and, oh my god! They say Gabriela Diaz in this movie, like as her full name. Like half a hundred times. Uh, yeah. Um, but she gets the in. She can't um, necessarily, like, she's like, okay, like, this isn't what I want, but maybe I can fix it up. Um, and she meets the goat and she screams at the goat. She scre- The goat screams back like five or six times, which in that Jay Farrell movie she's also in. Also like, a goat? No, but she screams at like a chameleon's on his shirt at one point in time. She screams and falls down. And I'm like, what are you guys doing to Christina Milian? <laughs> or is this like her comedy where she just is scared of animals? Which is fine, I guess. <laughs> um, there, there was a shot where it's like she's sitting in bed and the music is like Mickey Mouse music where it's literally like... Brahms or something where it's uh-huh. like do 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 do. It's like doo, really doo, this doo. was fine on Disney Junior, but we didn't we we we're grown ups here. We don't need this kind of telegraphing. And then I was like, and goat in three, <laughs> two, one, goat. We and like and we on you we guys. Call, we called the goat every single time the goat showed up. But can I say this goat is a great actor? It's a. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Charlie. This kid's going places. Gabriel? It's a good goat. No, she's Gabriel. She's Gabriel? Gabriella? No, no, the goat's Gilbert. Gilbert! Gilbert and Gabriella. Yeah. Um, sounds like a um, Sufjan Stevens love song. <laughs> um, no, 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 Belle and Sebastian. Yeah, much better. So she she can't fix this place necessarily by herself, and so she goes to the um, the hardware store and she meets Norm, who she calls Norm, and Norm's like, "Hey, nobody's ever given me a nickname before. I doubt that nobody's called Norman Norm before." It's like, okay, you're charming. But he's so charming. And uh, <laughs> let's just also pause real quick. Um, okay. So we're meeting this cast of characters in this charming New Zealand town. Yeah, just a little town that's with super charming, charming characters with a lot of quirk and eccentricity. May I make a recommendation? If that's a thing that you like, instead of spending 90 minutes watching this movie, just watch two episodes of Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Like <laughs> that Kelly Wilcox. Hey, Kelly Wilcox, if you're listening, um, <laughs> sent me a meme the other day, and it's just a... Uh, I'm here now, and it's just the gazebo from Gilmore Girls, mm. and she's like, every time I'm s- you're stressed, I'm gonna send you this mm. because, yeah, that's the town, like that's the American version of this town. Yeah, and that's what this movie's going for is that same kind of warm, bubbly feeling of escapism of like this utopian town with friendly people who have eccentric personalities. You have and seven you like seasons of that if you want to go watch Gilmore Girls. And it's just the the similarities are striking where it's like, you guys, this is just a pale imitation. Like, I'm not seeing anything I mean, inventive here. It's, it's again, this is tourism, right? It's yeah. less of a movie and it's more tourism, which is we have great people. We're quirky. We have personality, but it's so charming. You're going to love it. Yeah, it's lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's lazy. But I'm, I don't th- what Robin and I really wanted to have happen, because the whole thing is that Gabriella is new in town. She's American. She's going to try to fix up the rundown in. Um, and everybody is like in her business. She's brought like the, the newest hot goss to this town. Yeah. Right? 
And Robin and I really kind of wanted this to take not so dark as a hot fuzz turn, turn <laughs> but where everybody was like watching her and just like having some schadenfreude whenever they're like, oh, I don't think she's going to make it. Mm-hmm. But they were all like rooting for her and just being there for her. So again, she she doesn't really have anything to prove in this movie because everybody's helping her like accomplish yeah, her goals. And that's the same motivation of Gilmore Girls. The first season, everyone's rooting for Rory and her new boyfriend. Like they're just so happy that she's got this kindling romance and they're so happy for her and they just want to see her. Yeah, but it annoys Rory. Right. Which is the the, right. the thing about it. There's some storytelling to it, but uh-huh. like we feel the community on screen in Gilmore Girls where we're really feeling it. And we feel it here. We, do, we a definitely little feel bit. it here. But I just I but mean, Gilmore Girls she, is so fresh in my head. I just couldn't help but feel that it was all just um imitative. I mean, I don't even think this person knows Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Like I, I would doubt that the person making this knows what Gilmore Girls is. <laughs> I just feel like if we were their teachers, like See Gilmore Girls for <laughs> yeah, it would be like examples. Wikipedia <laughs> logic. Confer Gilmore Girls, <laughs> but um, everybody in this town loves her. But if I could rewrite the movie real quick, yes, because I think we've had quibbles enough. <laughs> you write your first draft with your heart, and you rewrite with your head. I need our our main character to earn the love of these town people. Mm-hmm. She is a foreigner in this land. And I know that the tourism board of New Zealand wants everybody to come there. And so they're saying, come here, you're going to become a better person. Mm-hmm. But if a movie you are trying to make and not tourism, um, have somebody come there and have some personal growth and do something good for the town to win people over rather than have everybody love her immediately and just help her out. Because the only person who doesn't love her immediately is the other inn owner. Who, in there's a song that's in Community where it goes, bee, 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 Brit is a bee. And this girl's just, this woman's just a bee the whole time. She's yeah, just... she's, she's a bee, but you can tell she cares about inns. And she was <laughs> supposed to get this in. Much like... Lorelai Gilmore? Yeah. <laughs> and to tell you the Who's truth... Who's not a bee. Who's not a bee. To tell you the truth, as much as a bee as this woman is who owns this other inn that's like stuffed with stuffy people and dolls, I I kind of a little bit am on her side in this movie. <laughs> she does some pretty evil things for a lifetime Netflix rom-com. Yeah, no, I not, not necessarily... She, she does. Like, the most evil thing that she does is she calls... Dean, or she texts Dean. Okay, well, hold on. We get, come we're, on. There's we're gonna, an in. There's a character named Dean. There's a community of people who just love our main character. You're telling me that these people have never seen an episode of Gilmore Girls. Okay, fair enough. I I don't know for sure, but your your evidence is slightly damaged. It's mounting. Um, but this this woman who owns the inn. What is what is her fucking name? It doesn't matter. Charlotte. Charlotte. No, that's her friend. Not Charlotte. It's somebody. I think she's a good actress, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, no. You know who it is? Who? Not the Prime Minister of New Zealand. She looks just like her. Did oh, you not really? see it? No, I, I I just, I don't, I don't know what the Prime Minister of New Zealand looks like. Oh. So, she's, I, she looks like her. Okay, great. Cool. Now I know. Um, but she wants the inn. It was promised to her. She can't have it. And when she invites our main character to her inn to, like, 
talk it over and give her the pitch of buying the dragonfly in. I mean, uh, the New Zealand the the bellbird in. Sure, our main character runs over her like prize roses, and I don't know how. No, I mean she's bad with a clutch apparently, and so she's just still learning how to stop. Um, Okay, like she runs into a bunch of stuff, but like (laughs) she runs over her prize roses, and it's like that sucks. But then she like also walks into this this place and she like looks at somebody playing like nice piano. Sure. It looks a little stuffy and boring, but like she immediately sees like this woman watching this guy play piano and she's like, uh, and I get it. It's stuffy. It's not cool. It's not hip. It's not New York, but it's like somebody actually has a skill and a talent right here and is playing piano. And you're just like, like raising your nose at the snootiness of somebody playing piano. It's like, get out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the antagonist. And, no, and then we get Shelly, the new best friend, who right, runs who the garden supply store. Yeah, yeah, the nursery. And then we meet this guy that has a crush on her, and there's the supply. Yeah, Doc. Yeah, kind of like, I don't know, Suki and Jackson? <laughs> yeah, go figure, right? Um, I, I just think that Amy Sherman Palladino did it first, and there's not necessarily... A way you can escape small town it's like characters. Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, it felt too reminiscent. I, I get it. I get it. I'm not arguing against it. Um, so there's him. Uh, are we missing any of the townspeople? I think uh, that's it. Just just hot guy. Oh, and they're all Jake. Please, he Jake. deserves a name. They're all they're all volunteer firefighters. You should know this. Yes, they're all volunteer firefighters for the town. So she's wait, Jake. Jake raises bees. <laughs> he he is a construction worker, a gardener. And uh, a volunteer firefighter. He's the chief, actually. And he also coaches the uh, baseball team. Right. And he's a baker, a Quaker, and a candlestick maker as well. Yes. So He does seem nice, like peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, She runs into him every 30 seconds in this town. And every time he's nice and And charming and flirty. Horrible towards him. Horrible. And it's like, (laughs) why are you being so mean to this guy? And it makes no sense. And at one point in time, she tries to explain it to Shelly. Like, it's just because she's embarrassed because of how she first met him. And it's like, well, try to be a better person. (laughs) Yeah. and (laughs) Don't be worse. And it's like, guys, you know how we were saying confer Gilmore Girls? I'm going to throw another one at you. Confer you've got mail. That, it makes sense. Yeah, there's some Cagney and Lacey going on there. She should hate him because his business is a hostile, not a hostile takeover, but it's hostilely like taking aim at her small business, which was started by her mother. Rewrite the movie again. Oh, you write your first draft. You're hot. You rewrite your head. Jake owns the other end. Ah, that would have been perfect. Jake owns the other end. But he also owns the construction company in town. And he, he wanted to, to he, he's got to excavate her in. Exactly. He Well, it, excavate means, okay, well, that's yes. He, I mean, it's, it's the film for metaphor. Sure. It's the metaphor. Oh, speaking of metaphors, at one point in time, there's a conversation about how he fixes broken things, but he himself is broken. And I literally stood up and I said, <laughs> say it, say he's broken. And she turns to him and it's like, little is broken. And I was just like, you did it! You did it, Netflix! You said the entire theme of the movie! (laughs) Anyway, so um, they work on the house, and they have a couple of montages with them working on the house. She she runs into them all the time. She's talking to her friend about it, and she's like, what's his deal? Why aren't you dating him? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, because... Because he has a tragic backstory. Right, right. Tragic backstory, his ex died, um... And she was also a city girl. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a tragic past. So then after she learns that, she decides to be a nice person because he deserves niceties. Yeah. Not because he's he's a good person. No, no. Since he's been hurt. But because he's got a tragic past. Yeah. Real likable. Also, he he takes off his shirt at one point in time and she literally goes, ooh. (laughs) I didn't mind that, I guess. You know, I can relate to that because when I take off my shirt at home, Sarah says, put your shirt back on. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) That is not true. She goes, ow! I know Sarah. Um, so thanks, man. They also another subplot. Apparently, the place is kind of like haunted, haunted, <laughs> and so they find these love letters that were from a woman who talk like this because we see her painting a lot. I love that painting. Robin thinks it's like the female version of um, King George from Hamilton. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you just took the actor and yeah. put put him in a wig and a dress. God, how good was that guy? Um. Anyway, so uh, they find these letters, and they're t- from Lion and Dragonfly, which are like code names, and they're set during World War One. And they take this day trip to the beach, where he takes her tramping through the forest, or not the forest, through the plains. And okay, this is an eco. Like she cares so much about the environment, but she's like walking through a stream that's an inch. Short and he's like, oh, there's a shark over there, and she jumps out of her skin, and it's like, there's no way you get into this business without knowing something about nature. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, moving on. They go to the, they go to the beach and they start reading off like, like these letters, and there's this extended minute and a half long sequence of them reading these letters to each other as it's we like just ten minutes. We we pan to different vistas and back to the letters and back to the vistas with some voiceover going on the whole time. And at one point in time, I kid you not, they move from up on the hill where they are to lower closer to the beach. It's and so just, they must have gotten tired of that spot and yeah, over the course of this montage moved to a different picnic spot. And the only <laughs> the only thing the filmmaker knew, the only thing the director knew is like, well, gotta keep the camera moving. Yeah. It's like 24 okay, 7 yes kind of maybe he's got but... that going on with the montages of the house after they've made it too he kind of ken burns's the entire house but yeah. rob and i were looking at each other and we're like is this the same house or did they find like stock footage and just like <laughs> drift over it well you know mar vista does have signatory stuff with hgtv oh well no i mean but it felt like like an hgtv mashup with the Hallmark Lifetime movie? I mean, what which isn't we... necessarily bad. It just, no. My conspiracy theory or my future theory about this movie is that it will change the face of the world and we're just not giving it enough credit. Yeah, we weren't ready. It's <laughs> we like ready. when Stravinsky came on and they rioted in the concert hall. Yeah, they this were is, like, this is too intense. This falling in love is the Stravinsky of rom-coms. So they. They um, they almost kiss at one point in time because he saves her from being stabbed by some logs <laughs> when they're working on the house. And then she falls on him and he almost kisses. And of She's course, like, oh, I was falling in top of you. <laughs> and then it's Godus Interruptus after that. The goat goes, bah! Ah! <laughs> and Robin had such a beef with this moment. I did, I did kind of, but I love why she had a beef. They were an inch, I would say from kissing mm-hmm. and there's there's a point of no return where you've made it an inch from each other and you keep going you you keep like even even if you're an inch and you look over and you see there's a goat you're like no we've gotten this far because if we pull back now there's like some tension or at least you have to show us there's tension afterwards also you've met this goat 
You yeah, know that you know goat, this goat. <laughs> it makes noises. Also, you should be used to the goat's noises by now. So if one of you pulls away, there needs to be a reason, not just that there's a goat watching you. Like, I guess it's weird, but come on, guys. And then they pull away, but they don't act like they just almost kissed. They're like, well, let's get back to work. Maybe we'll kiss later. Oh, man. the mo- <laughs> You know what? <laughs> you know what my favorite part of this movie was? Jake the Snake is just painting that uh, stairwell outside. Uh-huh. He's painting it black. He's doing really carefully. And they're talking. He's like, yeah, we did a good job. Let's quit for today. I'm like, you have a whole step right there. What are you doing? You this are is, not quitting now. This is like the last thing you guys need to paint before the house. Like, do you, it's one step. You wouldn't get all of your stuff out again. You want to get all of it out again? One step. It's like the people who made this movie have never worked a day in their life. That's not true. Filmmaking's hard. It's um, hard. He made Cruel Intentions. I know. He made that happen. He He's the Cupid behind Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Philippe. And uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. And Sarah Michelle Gellar. Is Freddie Prinze in that? No. no. Uh, but, you know, he would be. Man. He would have been. What a power power couples those are. They are power couples. Who are? Freddie Prinze Jr. And Sarah Michelle? Yeah. They were a power couple together? Yeah, they're family. They're still? Yeah. Oh. He was on Star Wars Rebels, and she had a guest role as the bad guy. Cool. Yeah. Sexy. Very sexy. Because they have like a back and forth. You're like, ooh, I know the backstory. I bet they they kiss. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) uh, Buffy's great. Go watch Buffy. Yeah. Um, Was he ever on there? Freddie Prince? I don't think so, but he's got the cheekbones of a vampire. He yeah, he could have yeah, done that. Um, he would have been a Freddie Prince of the Darkness Jr. Oh! Mm. Snap! Anyway, so they get mad at each other once for no reason. She literally tells him he's walled off. Don't say that to Jake. He doesn't deserve that. He has a tragic backstory. And, and not only that. But Jake is the most unwalled person in this movie. He yeah. like literally opens himself up to you every single time. And she's like, you've cut yourself off from people, man. And it's like, <laughs> what, with a wall that you constructed because you're a construction man? <laughs> like, And so he leaves, justifiably so, and goes and becomes a friend with Norm. And they have a great life at the end of the movie. Roll credits. I'm gonna change it Bam. I love it. No, no, so shenanigans <laughs> happen. The ex-boyfriend gets invited by the nemesis. Oh yeah, that happened to earlier. like ruin things. But which doesn't make sense because let's say she texts him, and she, she basically texts in the phone, "Hey, stop texting me. If you really like love me, come to New Zealand." And he doesn't even say okay back or anything. He like takes, "I'm not going to text you literally." But how does he find her? How does he find her? And this whole time he's been like, you know what? I don't want to make any serious commitments. I don't want to move in together. I just like what we've got going uh-huh. on. And as soon as and she's like, make a grand romantic gesture that you would never be able to match. Right. Not only that, but like also mess around with my business. Also, <laughs> on top of that, let me um, never check my text messages and Ever. see the most recent text message. And see why I would be texting my ex-boyfriend. And be like, oh, somebody must have sent this text. So he shows up later when they're about to sell the house because they finished the house, even though they've ma- been mad at each other. And it's like, oh, we're mad at each other. I guess sexual tension's gone, but maybe it's there. I don't know. And he shows up with a buyer from Australia. No. No. That's he not a knife. He shows up with Boz Lerman. That's a knife. That's not a knife. That's not a knife. That's a knife. That's a knife. Yeah. Drive it. Uh, oh, there you go. Anyway, so he shows up with this buyer from Australia who's from, like, the Sydney Opera House. No, who's, who's from 
like Australia or Melbourne, some some place in Australia that just buys. They're basically making a comment on the fact that there's a bunch of corporations buying Airbnbs right now and setting up Airbnbs, so there's a lack of housing. Kind of like California. Which which is a crazy problem, and it is a real problem, but it's like so ham-fisted in this. Um, But anyway, this Australian lady and the boyfriend shows up, and instead of her saying, you're not my boyfriend, when he comes and gives her a hug, she does the thing that Netflix movies do where she goes, "Uh, uh, I uh, guess uh, I'm dating this guy again. I guess I'm dating him. It's like, lady, you've been an assertive strong-willed woman this whole time and all of a sudden you've lost all will because the plot demands it you need motivation <laughs> just and and her ex-boyfriend dean is he's a blandy mcblanderson i get dean. after watching her in new zealand I, I get why he doesn't want to move in with her but i wouldn't want to move in with him anyway so uh but the lady from the inn across the way who's been sabotaging her the whole time is also coming to bid on the house so there's two people bidding on this house apparently and um, then they show- <laughs> she's like, no televisions. <laughs> and I've been to my share of inns. I don't want a television there at a cute bed and breakfast. I, I know. They're trying to say like, so there's this whole back and forth between her and Jake where Jake's like, you know, the old stuff, like the fireplace and the, the stove and the trims, like all of this is good. And she's like, no, update it all, you know, all new stuff. And <laughs> so the before of the kitchen uh-huh. where it's like the dingy kitchen that needs updating, Sarah's like, that kitchen looks great. Yeah, that kitchen <laughs> looks fantastic. Uh, Sarah and I agree on this. She's like, I want that kitchen. And Christine Million's like, oh, kitchen. Oh, gross. She's like, this needs to be. Turned into updated something better, <laughs> and so you know they they show the house and they decide to sell and then they don't, they don't sell, <laughs> and then they live happily ever after. And there's this kiss by the house at the end, and the then, goat has the, babies. Well, the, yeah, the, there's a, a girl goat now with a pink bow. Let's take a break, and welcome back to Trope Talk. It's like trip talk, but with two different letters. Hey, like a trip tick, right? Well, no, you need one more word. Uh, what's oh. a tripe? A tripe. Tripe, tripe talk. Tripe is the in between. Yes. Yes. Um, do you like tripe? Uh, I can't say that I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's our trope today? It's the thing that you thought of and you told me about right before we started this bit, but I forgot what it was. It's. The post-kiss words. Post-coital kiss-coy words. Oh, no, this this movie was pretty PG, wouldn't you say? No coitus. No coitus in this one. Uh, maybe goat coitus, coitus, but it happens off screen. Sure. That was when you kept hearing, ah! <laughs> well, Did I really just bring us down to that level? Well, it is New Zealand. So, anyways. <laughs> oh, was that a sheep shagging joke? I, you know, I don't want to go to it. I have some, I have some uh, Kiwi friends. So let's, uh, let's just move past it. Um, we don't actually... No, we do have some New Zealand listeners. I, I, I do have some legit Kiwi friends. Um, I know some hobbits. Um, so basically... I have a tat for hobbits. In movies, they're like whenever there's a good kiss or a bad kiss or any kind of kiss where there's these two characters that have been working towards a kiss all movie, there's generally something that they say right afterwards. Mm. Whether And it, it might even just be as much as like one blows out like... They're like, wow. Yeah. And and it really sets the tone of the relationship in a way. As a writer, you're like, okay, we finally culminated in this moment, but we're going to add a cherry on top of this giant whipped cream sundae that we've made for you. And that's 
those words. Ryan, I wanted to ask you, do you remember if you said anything after your first kiss with Sarah? Give me, give me, a, give me a second, because yeah. I think there was, there was some words. Um, I think it was something to the effect of, come here to me. <laughs> what was the face I just made? It was a, oh, no. <laughs> no, it, no. I, I don't remember the words. I just remember the tingly feeling in my, oh, you know what? In your what? No, hold on, finish that <laughs> sentence. I do remember now. I okay, do remember. You do? I do remember. Okay. <laughs> I said, I forgot how much I liked kissing. <laughs> oh, really? Because it had been years <laughs> oh, between no. kissing. Hey, it must have worked. You guys are married, so that's pretty standard <laughs> but issue. But it wasn't that I wanted to be kissing anybody. I wanted to be kissing sure. her. I just forgot the tingling How was your sensation. cheek after that? Was that also tingling? No, no, no. She she was into it, I think. It was great. I mean, apparently. <laughs> but that's what I said after the kissing, and yeah, it worked out. <laughs> I was trying to remember mine and mine and Robin's. Maybe she'll write in and tell the audience um, because I basically took her on a walk through this really pretty neighborhood up to this bridge that is like really secluded and quiet. And it's got like a lot of golden light at a specific hour. And we basically went there at sunset. And we had a kiss on this bridge. And now, now, now explain the kiss to me. Did you wh- wh- how were you holding her with your hands? On her, on her face. Wait, was are you a face holder? Did you have it? No, your hands behind her first, head and pull her in, or were they on her hips, mm, or more towards her ankles? Wait, on her ankles. You, you know, there's no. there's times when it's appropriate. Uh, sure, but not for her first kiss. No, um, it was more of a. Um, we were both on the bridge, and we we knew she knew it was coming, and I knew it was coming, and I did the thing where I reached out and brushed some of the hair that was on her face uh, right behind her ear. Oh. And then did leaned. You, did you hold on to the ear? No, low? no, I didn't hold on. No. I just. I, I'm I, not very good at kissing, so I, 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 let I like my, to get tips. I basically left, let my hand go slowly down to her neck and didn't really pull, just leaned in and let hair go the rest. And then my hand was just there guiding. So you went 90 and she went 10? Uh, I think I probably went 80. She went 20. Not a good sign. No, it was a really good sign because she was eager. You go, no, you go 90, then she goes 10. Yeah, I know. It wasn't my first kiss, though. Oh, shots fired, Alex Hitchens. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Alex Hitchens. I don't need to be hitched. <laughs> um, and so, that, yeah. The but, sequel but, should be called Hitched. Hitched. And it's about the... No, the wedding was... They already got it, married. They already got married at the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah. Maybe married. their kids are getting married. Hitched. They're hitched. Okay. Hitched to hitched. <laughs> hitched. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Does that have like two yeah. two ones and it's and each one of them one is one is Will Smith and it's a little taller of a one and the other one is Kevin James. Kevin James and and it's a smaller one and yeah. it's hitched to hitch. No, but it, it it's hitched as an H one two C H so hitched. Oh God. Sure. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll hey, somebody out there make this and we'll post it on Instagram. Okay, keep talking about how you kissed your wife. Anyway, I kissed my wife and then we pulled apart and um, she said something which she probably remembers but I can't think of right now and I was probably like, let's go for a walk. And I, nice. And like, you know, it was just like the night wasn't over. Like, nice. it wasn't ending at this kiss. We, we had more ahead of us. And we did. We had a whole date afterwards. 
There's nothing like a kiss at the beginning of the date, especially if like that's kind of a bold move, though, because it's like if the rest of the day goes bad, you're like, hmm, mixed feelings here. Yeah, I, I have to give credit to my first kiss with Sarah. I have to give Wait, credit. Wait, who are you giving credit to? I'm here? giving credit to you. Oh, not to you? Well, I wasn't good there. job, me. Yeah, I, I didn't kiss did. you. No, you didn't. You didn't. You did. <laughs> why, who? No, I'm giving credit to you okay. because you vacated the apartment. I had oh, this yeah. whole date plan to do that her. whole thing. You were gone. <laughs> that was gone you, a lot in that apartment. Yeah, and you gave us a safe space. It, it's funny because I like... <laughs> I, I realize now, looking at that date, I kind of lured her into my bedroom because like I was... a vampire. <laughs> Wait, is that where your first kiss was? A bedroom? Yeah, bedroom kiss. Yeah, old. I, I I was like, uh, let's go into my bedroom where I've got a gift for you. Oh <laughs> no no no, oh. no 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 no. Oh, okay okay. No. There it's... was a vase. <laughs> then you heard a zip. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a vase of flowers with chocolate with a card. Of basically like, hey, it's our first date finally. Because technically yeah, yeah, we were yeah, already sure, kind sure, of sure. dating then. Yeah, because you dated for basically a month before. Yeah, yeah, long distance. And so it's like, here's your gift. And she's like, wow. And then we kissed. But I realized. Do you have chocolate afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. But I realized if yeah. I was in Sarah's shoes and this, we know each other pretty well and trust each other. Yeah. But I'm like, and I heard. I've got a like, <laughs> for you in this bedroom. It's there would like, definitely be a single uh, eyebrow. Raised. Just like, uh, so thanks, Sarah, for not being creeped up. Well, anyways, I want to say thank you to this movie because the the words that we got were it, maybe we'll play it here. Wasn't expecting that. Sure. And that's why this is a lie. <laughs> so she basically she's they're both on a blanket right they have been picnicking she's told her friend that this is a date and she's basically leaning over him one they already had an almost kissed so like how are you not expecting this to happen when you're on a date two she said this is a date (laughs) three she initiated the kiss. So <laughs> why the fuck weren't you expecting it? Sorry. And if not like that is not a good thing to say after you initiate a kiss to someone. And if not maybe that maybe if you were attack kissed. If not that, what were you expecting? Yeah, she's like, so you had some tasty nibbles in your mouth. I was planning to get them, but you kissed me. I was gonna get them with my mouth. <laughs> thing also kiwi food sounds great except for marmite what is marmite it's like marmite vegemite i mean it's vegemite is what they have um it's it's not my thing it's very much an acquired taste i can't even describe it it's it's something that when you go to a place and you see either marmite or vegemite which are different things but similar it's just an, an intense flavor deal uh, but this ice cream is like called hopscotch or something. He's got a lot of fun kiwi words. <laughs> um, well, I think we've kicked the movie enough. Sure. Kelly, tell me some things that you did like about this movie. Oh, well, I would love to give it a rom-com Oscar. But I can't because this movie sucks. So we're moving on. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We have no. to do it. Treat every movie fairly. Yeah. Everybody gets a prize. Yep. Even if it is that car toy that you got from your sixth grade birthday party that you got as a consolation for having a birthday. Yep. So, Oscar. 
I never think about this in advance, and I really should. <laughs> no, I think that's your thing. You can't. You're not allowed to. Yeah. Um, I almost... No, this isn't... I wanted to give it m- most meaningless use of budget <laughs> because they they get... What's the sh- song that they sing on their way to his house? Uh, like, it's it's a... Some song, and I'm like, is this? I turn. It's to a Sarah. really popular. No, song. I turn to Sarah. I'm like, is this a real song? <laughs> it is. It's a popular song. I can't think of it. We'll play something now. But it's a it's a legit song that probably cost them a little bit of money. But the extended sequence is that just them like trying to have fun at yeah. each other while listening to the song, and I was like. You guys probably could have gotten a different song and just cut this from the movie and it would have been not an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, there's got to be something good here. Oh, okay. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah I what do you got? I've got it. Best, best sport, as in there being really good sports about it. You know that, you know the terminology I'm going yeah, with? Yeah, okay. You're being a good sport. Like you're in a shitty situation and like, Remember when you're a kid and you're talking to your parents and you're like, I got to do this and this and this. And like, yeah, we we honestly don't want you to like deal with this, but we're really proud of you and you're being a really good sport about it. So good on you. So who's being a good sport in this movie? These actors with the terrible material. Yes, I, they're I agree. They're being really good sports. There's there's this one time where um, they're upstairs in the house. This is when they're talking about the TV with the Australian yeah. um, acquisition lady. <laughs> she's a maybe a realtor i don't know um but she's talking about the fact that there's no tvs and jake dead eyes her looks dead inside and says well we're going to hand out ipads to everybody because you know we have really good wi-fi here and then he like in the same shot they don't cut he brings life back to himself after dying inside a little bit. And he like, he, there's this extended sequence, you guys, that you can find on YouTube of him dying and Christina Milian resuscitating him. And it's dark. It like, he almost dies, but they just like really splice it together in the edit where he stands back up and he like makes something of the rest of that shot and he yeah. turns it into a scene. Yeah. It's, but it was touch and go. I just, as, as a director, I have, written things that I've seen actors be like, I don't really understand why we're doing this, but I also know that it wouldn't be very productive for me to say I'm not doing it, so I'm just going to do what you say that I should be doing. And I watched those takes where it's like, ah, these are the takes where I didn't really explain what was going on and they're just trying their best. And then I watched further takes. I'm like, that's after I explained what the scene was about. Sure. And <laughs> this is this is like most commercials that I, I'm on where the director is just like, just do do the thing. Be happy. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, uh, yeah, but what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And so I think they've got nothing, but they're trying their damnedest. And I was charmed by her in spite of everything else. So best sport. Oh, she's the best sport. They're all the best sport. Okay. But her, most of all, where I'm like, yeah, I can imagine on the day you get this direction from this director, you have this line of dialogue. I wouldn't know what to do with it either. I don't, sure. I don't, I, can't, I couldn't imagine a Sandra Bullock or a Drew Barrymore or a, any of my A list actors who could have done anything better. They wouldn't have taken the job in the first place, but there you sure. go. Sure. Here we are. And I think best sport is a really 
backhanded beautiful Oscar <laughs> that you've given her. I don't mean it to be backhanded. No, 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 no. Not I backhanded think, towards her, backhanded no, no, at no, the... No, 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 at the movie. Yeah. Like, it's a good good for the cast. Um, <sighs> I don't want to give this best ensemble because I do think the actors really pull out all the stops necessary to save this movie from complete obscurity. Right. As they're showing this house off and they've decided who to sell it to... Um, the other inn across the way that's um, owned by the other innkeeper is on fire. Like it, it lights on fire. Which they actually laid the groundwork for because yeah. we see a tenant smoking and fall asleep with a cigarette. Uh-huh. Like, and she grabs uh-huh. the, the, the smoke. You know, it, and like that whole sequence of events where I'm like, you actually planned for this. And she runs back and she like saves the dolls in her house because they're her mom's. It really like added a, another layer to her character where it's like, Dolls are still creepy and you should be more focused on other things right now. But she like was trying to save vestiges of the old and that was her whole thing. And I was like, this really rounds out this character. And I didn't expect this movie to do that. So I'm, I'm going to give it like best sneaky shining moment where. Sure. I'll give it. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where I wasn't expecting the movie to tie up anything in regards to like anything that we've seen earlier in the movie there but they gave it a small it's a small circle that they attached but Mm -hmm. they they were able to do it i don't know why christina milian didn't say to her afterwards because this would have also made the movie better hey you're in burn down i don't know anything about running an in how about we do it together yeah because that that is like it's a late saving the cat, but it could have like shown that this person's actually good for this town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so I was disappointed in one way, but I was delighted that it burned down in another because I don't know, full circle. So this is best tiny full circle. I don't really understand why they couldn't have more character development for Jake, who has a tragic backstory. And he's like, oh, I don't date people because i had a person die on me but i guess i'll fall in love with you (laughs) yeah there really does not come into play there was no at all absolutely no reason for him to fall in love with her other than that she is hot and hasn't known him since kindergarten what was the movie where we are watching these characters actively work through their insecurities it's pretty recently are you talking about um, Drew Barrymore uh, riding in cars with boys? No. <laughs> Let's see. What am I thinking? Beginners? Yes. 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 Okay. Beginners, this movie is not. but And not even close. Uh, just in tone and in literacy. But I think there is something that they could have done that would have been like the fluffy version of it of Mm. beginners. Like we're really seeing this character deal with like family interred trauma. Right. And he's like working it all out. Right. I just need to see like a vanilla elementary preschool version of this where he's just working out some kind of really basic trauma and it can be really, really, really basic. I think it I, I really think it may have existed in the script and it was sacrificed for 
like literally I bet this movie when they got a final cut of it was more around two hours and five minutes and they cut it back to the hour and 45 (laughs) minutes that it was. And yet they still had time at the end of the film to sacrifice more of Jake's story and pull out from the house and not start the credits (laughs) until snap of the song when it goes to zoom. I'm like, that's where you cut. That's where you cut to black. Yeah, you, you were supposed to cut or, to black, or or overlay the credits as you zoom out from the house and yes. see New Zealand. But no, we, we there, there's a drone or helicopter shot it's of painful. the house that is a minute long before we get to credits. And you know what? You guys may call us cynical, but we are filmmakers. We have experience with this. We're going to explain why they did it because they spent so much money and so much time getting that shot that they were not going to do anything to mar that it's com- beautiful shot they it's worked complete, so hard to get on. It is complete producer justification. Where it's like, we worked too hard. I am not cutting in the middle of that shot. Yeah, That and, is why. Well, that and they were probably, I really do think probably the New Zealand Tourism Board helped funded this film. <laughs> yeah, And they were like, we're going to show how beautiful it is. That's going like, and they were like, trust me, it'll be the last shot of the movie. And the last shot of the movie was them kissing. And New Zealand Tourism Board was like, no, you said that <laughs> you were going to show more New Zealand. So, And you only said New Zealand eight times in this movie. We're asking for 20. You have to give us 20. Yeah. And so there was a re-edit. Yeah. So uh, that's Hobbiton for you. But, but I bet, I bet you would have fallen in love with somebody from this movie. Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends. The truth of it is, I loved you from the first second I met you. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love, I love, I love you. I know. I did, and I definitely fell in love with Christina Milian. What? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me over here? Because I know Like that... her actual character, right? Yeah, not yeah, just Christina Milian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is she is not a fun person. Yeah, but she gets better. <laughs> oh my goodness. So does Darth Vader. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, he becomes Anakin Skywalker again, and I love Anakin, so yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, I, 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 you got, you must have your reasons. Love love is blind, Ryan. You know, she, um, (laughs) she's, she, it's because she's hot. You got me. Okay. It's because she's hot. She's the hot girl in the movie. I'm sorry. That's all I needed to hear. All right. But she's, she's definitely the kind of girl you have a crush on in junior high and you're like, I don't think you're that interesting as a person. I actually don't even like you as a person, but you're the cutest one in school, so here we are. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get, I get that. I went to a tiny elementary school. I get that. Uh, yeah, there's this guy who only watches soccer, and there's these moments that, if it were a different movie, would have been a lot funnier. Where whenever they say something in the script that's anywhere near like figuring something out or clever, everybody cheers for soccer, <laughs> right? Because he's like, "Yes!" I thought it was rugby. Oh, I thought it was soccer. I don't know. I couldn't. I could never football. see football. What... Is it football in New Zealand or is it soccer? It's football, I think. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But they drive on the wrong side of the road, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. I, not him, but he was the banker because everybody had a job. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? What are you doing here? 
I'm so glad we did this tonight. <laughs> um, so not him. I I was between uh, Jake and Shelly. Um, and so Shelly, Shelly is uh, the the lady who runs the uh, nursery. She's yeah. really nice. Um, Jake is super charming and wonderful. And I really want to say Jake because I go like hiking with him. And, yeah. And he he likes like reclusive spots, but he also likes helping people out. Can't blame you. I really like Peter. I, I, so Peter, Peter's one of the uh, guys who owns the coffee shop. And he walks over at one point in time after Gabriella uh, takes a drink of coffee and she moans a little bit. <laughs> and it's kind of sexual. Like, and he leans over and he's like... Mm. Oh, I like that sound. Robin and I want to re-edit the movie, and we want to break it down to like a 45-minute movie, but like every single time we do a cutout of Peter and have him lean out from behind (laughs) things and just say, Oh, I like that sound. So I love Peter for that, but I really do think I'm going to stick with Jake. Okay. No, good choice. You guys would be very compatible. You'd have a good time with each other. Well... What are we watching next week? I hope it's as good as this. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Oh, but... we have Patreon stuff to deal with. Yes. Yeah. So you know, it's been it. really nice not hearing from the train man. Yeah. Do you know why? I think he died. Oh, okay. Did he maybe move to New Zealand? That's what usually happens when you go to New Zealand. Is that you you always tell you me minus... people you're like when when my first dog died, Ryan, you told me it moved to New Zealand. What Well you... he there was a nice farm that was there but it's, but it's a real farm i wouldn't say it's a real farm it's as more much, like a bed and breakfast that is kind of growing things i wouldn't say it's like a bed and breakfast that's growing things it's like a community garden i wouldn't say it's that either i would say more of it's a metaphorical place where we buried your dog <laughs> sniffers but if it makes you feel any better we do need to shill for some money Ah, that does make me feel better. Thank yeah, you. That did, I should. That I would dog hope was so. like a total slouch. Yeah, you know, didn't help at all. Did not help around the I had house. To, I had basically paid paid for his living. Okay, so um, and he liked to go to the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> what a you weird right? dog. So um, yeah, he bet on other dogs. It's kind of weird, <laughs> cannibalistic um, in a way. So on Patreon, patreon.com slash romcom gents. That's where we live. You can come check us out there. We got bonus episodes this month. We got The Hobbit. Come book, check club, it out. Book, book club. Book club. Book club. Book club. Book club. Um, and not only do we have The Hobbit, though, we also have a brand new essay written by my good friend Ryan. What? what? It was kind of inspired by this week's movie, in a way, yes. where you kind of talk about comfort food movies and how there are like cinematic, like go to rom com comfort food. You've got like your Netflix comfort foods, which kind of are like a range of mm. of tastes and qualities. And you you just kind of break down what makes a good comfort food film. Yeah. And I I really like you and I, we painted your child's room while watching kind of out of the corner of our eye while you were sleeping. No, it was Notting Hill. Was it Notting Hill? Yeah. yeah. And we do this a lot with our comfort movies where we're just like you're going to keep me company because I'm alone. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but every once in a while, I'll just throw in something that I love yeah. and is comfort food and will make me feel good on a sick day. Like, when we started this podcast, we had, like, you know, bad movies, great movies, and movies that you'll watch because they make you kind of feel good. Yeah, and in, in the darkest days of the pandemic, I watched Father of the Bride 
twice. I watched While You Were Sleeping three times. I watched all the other rom-coms that we were watching in the midst of that. So I was watching several rom-coms a week during the the epic heights of the pandemic. So it was there for me. It's so there for me. And I think there's there's also the Netflix rom-coms, which were starting to kind of carve the niche out of what that looks like. Uh-huh. And it's a, it is... Have you checked out a Netflix rom-com yet that you think is great? Great? Yeah. Like like in not, the echelon of Notting Hill? Not that great, but okay. like so far on our curve of Netflix films of... I think the best Netflix films that we've had so far are maybe To All the Boys 3 mm-hmm. and I guess Set It Up. Okay. <laughs> I like how now the curve is finally getting it, so at least set it up is like up there for passable for you. Uh, it's, no, I, the thing is, it was passable. Yeah, I thought it was passable when we were watching it. It was just, I I didn't think it was really good. Yeah, and I think set it up is. But now, now that this curve is being set, I'm like, no, you are definitely at the <laughs> higher end of our films. Yeah, and for I think, Netflix, I think there is something to Netflix rom coms, and and I'm saying for this movie, I can see why someone would go to it because. It's a you movie on their couch. It's a movie that they would ignore. Yeah. Like this is a movie that is made to look at your phone with the whole time that you're on Instagram and you're probably doing another task and this is just background noise and it's yeah. beautiful and people you look doing over beautiful and you're things. like, "Oh, they are. Okay, they're almost together now. That's nice. Oh, they kissed." Yeah, and there's a place for that. I just think yeah, kind of I, I would rather just watch the films that I've seen a billion times yeah. that I can ignore. Because I wasn't really watching While You Were Sleeping the third time that month. Uh-huh. It just is something that I needed to keep my mind from doom scrolling my like day. Like I didn't want to doom scroll through all the things that I knew about what was going on. In the sure, world. sure. So I had to keep myself you distracted. You needed to be distracted. Yeah. And it's like, this can be a distraction. I'm just saying there's better distractions out there. Yeah. yeah. So read the essay for more. And um, what's the other thing they can do on our site, Ryan? We've got our poll this month. And we've got four movies on there. I think, don't we have to pick our movie? You got one more week. One more week. Okay. One more week before we pick. And one more day. <laughs> but one it's not one more day. More d- How do you even know that? I I was forced. That was from Moulin was, Rouge. I you know, did not like Moulin Rouge. The music stuck with me. I will love you. Um, thanks for setting me up, bruh. And <laughs> the movies on our poll this month are... The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is musical because uh, it is that Earth, Wind, and Fire September... S- <laughs> Spool <laughs> that we decided to go with. So it is high fidelity music and lyrics, dirty dancing, and once so far, dirty dancing still carving out a lead. Okay. So you want to change our minds? You got one more week to vote. Oh, and also there is social media aspects to Patreon. I never knew that about Patreon. Oh, but is there? There are things that you can comment on. Yes. Hey, Flo. Huh? Mail come. Got mail for you. Oh, Pete, you got mail. You sent me a letter. You've got mail. So we are getting comments on the polls. People are like putting in good words. Like, gotta, I think someone was like, gotta put in some love for one of the movies. Um, are you seeing it? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I got that thing that Carly said about Ever After. 
Oh, right. So she already commented on my com- on the comfort food essay and hers. Mm-hmm. Her comment was Ever After was hers. Correct. Uh, so Car- Carly Stewart wrote in, good friend of the pod. Hey, Carly. Hello. Um, for me, uh, she's talking about comfort foods. For me, this movie is Ever After. Are there gaping plot holes and doubts about, wait, how did? Yes. <laughs> is Drew Barrymore's accent bad? Also, yes. Is it a period romance with inaccurate costumes with Angelica Houston and everyone is kind of hot and horny? Yes. Cuddle in and put on and put the brain phone on do not disturb. I love that. I, that's like a great review right yeah, there. I love that. Um, and so what we're saying is there's room for somewhat shitty rom-coms. I don't think you would ever say that Ever After is a shitty rom-com. No, I wouldn't. I like Right. After. But there there it's like I like we've been saying we're not expecting movies like Falling in Love to be like Citizen Kane or anything. Mm-hmm. We're just expecting it to be competent in a lot of ways. And competent it was not. No. Uh, oh, but we did get one more comment uh, this week, which I, I kind of just want to share because we asked a couple of weeks ago for people to tell us who is today's triumvirate. Mm. Right. And the triumvirate being, if people haven't listened to those back episodes, Meg Ryan, Julia Roberts, and Sandra B. Sandra, Sandy B. Sandy Sandra B. Bullock. AKA Sandy B. And so what Brandy, one of our great patrons, uh, said was 100% agree with uh, your article. Catherine Heigl seemed posed to be in this running, Mm. but she started too late and her movies weren't as good. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's anyone ready to be considered for part of a new triumvirate yet, but maybe Zoe Dutch, if she makes more rom-coms. Yes, yes, Since Set It Up started their renaissance. Yes, yes, Maybe East... Issa Rae. Yes, yes, um, yes. Since she had fun, uh, she had a fun one with uh, Kamal Nanjiani. Yep. Uh, but she's too much of a TV star so far. Lana Lana Condor is great, but only has basically one movie in three parts. So there's really no go-to rom-coms to lead the teens and 2020s yet. Yeah. See, like Julia Roberts has this kind of one-two punch of Pretty Woman in My Best Friend's Wedding which I think are both important rom-coms. Yeah. And Sandra Bullock has a lot of bulletproof rom-coms. She's got Miss Congeniality. She's got While You're Sleeping. She's got Two Weeks Notice. She's got oh, She was FBI in one of those. So yeah. that's like she was probably wearing a bulletproof vest. And Meg Ryan is in the masterpiece of Masterpieces. Right. With Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail, Sleep Sleepless in, in Seattle. Seattle. Like you can't, you just can't top that. Yeah, so we need well, some- And Joe versus the Volcano. Yeah. Let us not forget. We just need more bulletproof rom-coms from these people. So we've got really good starts from them. We just need to see yeah. some more. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's like you have a a, a a plant start, right? Where where it's like, okay, I'm going to I've I've got this tiny tiny version of a tomato. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plant it in this soil, but I need to give it water. I need to give it, and that's money. Or um, or, or, or 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 little nepotiz. Or you have a baseball team, and it's a rebuilding year. So you have a roster of some new players from youngins, some rookies, and you, uh, there, you know, you're the you're the coach, and you're you're talking to ESPN. You're Hold like, did, do you th- <laughs> do you know so little about sports that you call coaches coaches? Yeah, they're coaches, very kosher, <laughs> very and kosher. they're saying, you know, we we got a lot of hopeful talent here, and we're yeah, we're hoping right. to see right. And you're like, we're not gonna try to win. That way, we can do a little bit more. Um, you know, you know investing in a new team next yeah, year, but, but you're going to see some 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 terrific stuff. Yeah, yeah. Three years from now, ooh, ooh. run for the pennant. So I, I I want to put my prediction flag in my prediction like moon where you plant flags. Yeah, your Iwo Jima. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna lift that flag up for 
Well, I'm not lifting a flag up. The flag is already sure. You're, it's 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 uh, not like there's a you know a yeah, campground no ha- up here and like there's tents or, and no there's nothing no, like no that. No, no. Says, no, but Zoe Dutch. Yes, and Lana Condor. But Zoe so? Dutch, most of all. Okay. I I see I see a future. I am reserving my judgment. I don't have anybody like on our Mount Rushmore of triumvirate yet. Like mm-hmm. I'm not carving any faces in there yet i'm not even going to start and then change a face because marble you know it's so hard yeah Yeah. sure um but i'm looking forward to finding these new people Mm. um let's pick next week's movie you got it babe i got a list i need i need a a single number from one or between one and 177 um (laughs) i feel like we pushed really hard into it, it, we really stomped on this movie hard. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about let's just go to, with number one, but mm. I think I'm going to go. What did you say the last number was? 177? One, yep. Let's go with 177. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, hail to the no. We've got Kenneth Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, yeah. Getting back to the period pieces. All right. Robin's going to be so mad that this isn't the David Tennant, Catherine Tate version, but, uh, but we'll, maybe we'll get to it one day. But I'm so excited for this yes. one. We've got Denzel. We've got Keanu. We've got Emma Thompson. We've got Kenneth Branagh. Everybody's in it. Your mom's in it. I'm in it. We're all It's so in good. It. Oh, you have to go watch this movie. I'm so excited to talk about it. All right, Kelly. Well, I just want you to know that much like a truck driver loves crashing into suitcases to have that meat cute of all meat cutes, I love you. Well, I'm just going to say, I wasn't expecting that. <clears throat> and this is where we will say goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Rate and subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. So see you next week on the Gentleman's Guide. To rom-coms. <clears throat> okay, I'm just going to read off my notes. <laughs> um, man, there's no coffee in any of these cups. <laughs> um, Runs Environment Company. Doesn't want to pay taxes. <laughs> Um, yoga bad, overly judgmental yogi. <laughs> um, a rock or you walk. That's what her friend says when, when she's trying to say you got to get somebody. I, I was like, okay, I, that's kind of clever. Um, is the robot bike alive? <laughs> Do you remember the robot bike? Right. Where she's riding that this bike, weird. but it starts it like talking to her. Thing. Yeah. Like it knows her life. It is weird. it alive? Yeah. Okay. Um, I need my own space to decompress. That dude is cheating on her. Yeah. Uh, Why did he run over all of her stuff? (laughs) What has given her a right to a montage? (laughs) Um, You don't deserve a Princess Bride reference. There was a Princess Bride reference Mm. in this movie. I'm sorry. You do not deserve it. Mm -hmm. He's not mansplaining. New Zealand's John Krasinski. This made me so annoyed at something I agree with. Fertilizer out. There's enough to go around. Oh, okay, Ryan. I'm sorry. This is a quibble that I'm going to put in the the outro. At one point in time, the lady who owns the inn is mad because there is a like a lack of her special fertilizer. Remember this? Yeah. And then um, the lady who runs the place where she gets the fertilizer is like, 
sorry, um, we're out. And then later on, she says, there's enough to go around. When obviously there isn't. <laughs> sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, then Godus interrupt us because that goes awesome. 